Help me out here. Hey, welcome back to the Help Me Out Here podcast. Today on the show is a, just a beautiful boy. His name is Jesse Cash. He is a rock and roller. He's a great guy. He's in the bands both Era and Ghost Atlas. The double whammy. He's a good guy, okay? That's just that's just all you need to know. Thanks for watching this episode. If you enjoy the show, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. That would help a lot. Or consider subscribing to my YouTube channel, Zachariah Mayfield, or also becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month to support my dream of being a full-time content creator. I would appreciate it a lot. Enjoy the episode. Um, so I made you this present. My new background. <laughs> uh, I love it. You like? Yeah. I spent, I think, 15 or 20 minutes on it last night. Oh, like, shit. And that one on the right. <sighs> yeah, I, well, I was just Googling you. So I, <laughs> I didn't get too much good stuff, uh, pixel-wise. I was 17 and the one on the left. The one on the left? Yeah. What about the one in the middle? You, your tattoo is pretty pretty fresh looking. Looks good. It was uh, probably at that point. like. Oh, you only have one arm done, years old. Yeah. Three years old? <laughs> yeah, that was that was like during like the brief stint where I worked out for like six weeks and I thought I was getting in shape. Oh, dude, and you I look thought huge. I could justify putting on a black tank top. To be honest, I I and even I had to shave not, clearly. I had to shave a little bit off your your left arm here and it still looks good. Yeah. I had to clean up those lines because I didn't have much, oh. much pixel to work with. Sick. Oh. oh yeah, I just love looking at it. What a good <laughs> He's what a good money, one. Baby. Yeah, I found some a lot of good old MySpace stuff. I just love how your hair on the right one is just flying up. Yeah. You look happy, though. I was having a damn good time, huh? Yeah. I, I, I love to play shows. Do you have any idea what... Twitter handle is at loves to play shows 420-666-6969. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I actually went for that handle, and you already had it. Yeah. So I just went with my name. It's highly sought after. <laughs> it is. Every year it like resets and like there's a competition to see who can get the handle. It's one of those grandfathered uh, names that everybody wants like mm. at Nathan or <laughs> at John. Those legends that just like loves to play their shit at Tyler. 420-666-6969. Yeah. Dang. I'm going to actually go see if that's available after this. I'm sure it is. Probably is. Just keep adding numbers if it's not. Just tack on like 4K. <laughs> just more 69s. Or like 1080. 1080Ps. Just, yeah. Dude, yeah, this isn't 4K, bro. WRX. They can see our pores <laughs> right now. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, dude. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Just a whole crowd of people right there. Dang. Yeah. Just watching us Dang. talk. Isn't that weird? It's <laughs> crazy, dude. We're here in Nashville. We're drinking our little coffees. We're hanging out. Yeah, we're both Nashville residents. We are. How long have you been here? Been here for a year. A year. Do you yeah. like it? I sure do. It's cool. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm really starting to like it a lot. And it's uh it's good. Now I have a, a roomie with me, another band boy. There's a lot of band guys here, which yeah. I think is cool. I was kinda surprised. Because it's like you think Nashville, you think country music. Yeah. But there's a lot of metal boys here. Yeah, for sure. Uh cool. yeah, everybody's everybody's flocking over here. It's just so fun. Yeah, and and that is not like like I um like I was kind of, I was a little bit worried about that. Like I thought, like if I was living here, maybe it would like always kind of feel like tour because you go on tour and you're around yeah. band people and you talk about band things and then you come home to Nashville and more band stuff. Yeah, but 
but it's pretty yeah, chill. It's actually, yeah, it's actually pretty comfortable. I, I think I just like have really, I don't know. I like touring now. Like I don't, I don't really mind coming yeah. home and feeling the same vibe. It feels more like it's becoming just daily life in yeah. general. So it's actually, it's actually been sweet. Yeah. But, um, uh, but so yeah, everyone I've met here is band people pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody here, it feels like is a creative person doing something like mm-hmm. either video or photography or music. I mean, obviously music, but. Or they're great at cool. drinking and that's fun too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not great at drinking. <laughs> I have a super low tolerance and then I just like poop like crazy afterwards. Dude. <laughs> Alcohol wrecks me, dude. <laughs> it's bad. I think, uh, I think my tolerance is getting worse because I'm cutting back a bit that's good just being yeah. healthy hell no bro you look great Boy, healthy you look so nice thanks you look pretty thank you dude i uh i shaved my chest a couple of weeks ago that's probably it it's hot mm-hmm. i just shaved my downstairs mix up just a couple days ago nice do you yeah. use uh like electric like shave the top off yeah i wasn't afraid to use like anything uh Anything too sharp? <laughs> yeah, like a samurai sword or something? Yes. <laughs> That'd be kind of a fun experience if they had a shop that you went to where samurais trimmed your pubes with swords. Yeah, that sounds totally uh, totally not horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Give that a whirl. Shorter the better, dude. That would be uh, that'd be interesting. I feel like we could probably start something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh-uh. We'll worry about it later. <laughs> I'll work, I'll start working on the LLC. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, uh, come up with silly LLC names. Samurai, I love, Samurai I love that, uh, Shop Six Six Six. I love that so many bands make their LLC names just like bullshit, like made up businesses. Have you heard about that? No. Like like Blink One Eighty Two's LLC, like it's like always been. What is it? It's a, uh, it's Pennywise Pee Pee Poo Poo Butt or something <laughs> like that. What? Yeah, it's like Poo Poo Butt LLC. <laughs> I wish we would have done something creative. How is that not like against the rules? Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's not. It's a hundred percent not. You can call it whatever you want if it's not taken. Um, Dude, that's amazing. I, I remember Woven War and Asley Dying had a pretty good one, but I forgot what it was. It was like a, it was like the name of a burrito place. It was oh, like nice. like El Diablo Burrito or some crap. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's something good. Dude, I want to see Asley Dying. I've never seen them live. Uh, they're really good for sure. I've heard 100%. Um, Isaiah from Phineas lives in Nashville. They're drummer. Yeah, Isaiah. yeah, he was on the podcast a couple weeks ago and they just toured with them and he said they were freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to see that. I want to experience it because they were one of the first heavy bands I ever got into. Yeah, same. That was, that was like when I like stopped, uh, learning like Blue, Blue Oyster Cult and yeah. like ACDC. <laughs> yeah. And I started playing something more started challenging, like LG, LG by Asley Dying. That was like the first like song, and that was first time I was like moving my fingers around, and that was more fun. Yeah, trying to get that pinky trained up. I still have a bad pinky. Yeah, yeah I can't. I'm not super fast <sighs> Dude, with it. It's you better, you better get that pinky going. I know. I just need to. You just better get it together. Tap on my desk all day. Uh, the. I mean, it's like it's tedious, and I don't. I, I actually don't believe in doing like crazy tedious like. Uh, exercise stuff i mean like if you have the patience for it cool but i feel like a lot of people don't and mm-hmm. we'll get real bored of that real quick um, so what do you do but well i was i was gonna say like when i first was trying to get my pinky down i would kind of just nah, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, mean? Yeah, like yeah. hammer like, on skip a step and a half <laughs> nah, 
just forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which helped. Yeah. But then I was like, you know, that gets boring. So just I just wrote like a thousand riffs where I just did that over and over again. Okay, like yeah. That. It's Blood Runs Black, Black Dahlia Murder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You skip three frets and you just do that. So you're playing something full fun. Sounding a lot. And it's teaching you as well. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. That's I, smart. I, I still do that now. Like if I'm trying to get good at like a certain kind of tap, like I, I might slow it down and speed it up to, to get to get it down, but it's got to be a part. It can't just be like an exercise. That yeah. Just, that would make me so bored. You write so much music. It was last time we were hanging out. You, I didn't even really think about it, but you said you basically write a full length every year, because one for Era, yeah, one for Ghost Atlas, and it just rotates. Is yeah. that like trying to trying to trying to just get both done <clears throat> this year for both those bands? But I don't know, I don't know how doable that is. Yeah, that's can't, crazy. Can't like can't force it like as much as as much as like you know most of us would like to just write all the time. Like yeah. sometimes you just pick up the guitar and after thirty minutes you just play the same riff over and over again mm-hmm. and get frustrated and just get it over there yeah, and go to break. something else. Yeah. That's smart. Do you, I've wondered like, do you ever struggle to like, f- like maybe you're accidentally pulling era things into ghost or vice versa? Yeah. 100%. Is that hard to balance that? Uh, I think it's made things way easier because like, I feel like so much more like freedom if I write something that I like, because I can pretty much always use it because that's true. If I write it for Ghost Alice and it sounds too much like Era, I just use it for Era, which has happened. That's and like, nice. Yeah, and and uh, like the there's a Ghost Alice song called Little Shell. That little intro ditty, mm-hmm. little intro guitar was actually we we wrote that in the studio while we were recording Drift. We were trying to write like an extra song, like a Rocky kind of song. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, that was actually like. Intended to be an era song, and I was like, there's no way. So yeah. just use it for Ghost Elves. That's so tight. I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If it fits, use it. That's cool, man. I uh, I really admire that because I, I struggle to constantly creatively outpour. Like, even with video, like trying to balance video and then writing some stuff for our band. Luckily, I don't write everything for our band, but I respect that too. A full length every year, that would be so much creative outpour. Yeah, my part of my like anguish with that though is like I can never help but think like man, you know, if it's one album a year per band, that could be one album a year for for one band. Like, like how much more could I be yeah. putting in? A, you know what I mean? Like, I understand. Like juggling that. the two band thing, like it, there is like some level of disappointment that you can't give as much as you would like to to yeah. both. Uh, but it's that's just something I've had to like figure out how to balance but it still drives me crazy i'm just yeah like, man i'd love to do like more ghost styles tours or i'd love to put out music more frequently like mm-hmm. for each band rather than yeah that'd be crazy if like if era did a full length every year is there bands that, that do that i think that's i think that's probably too much that's like, a like, lot i like i i would like to do that but i, th- I think you got to think about like you got to give people a chance to like digest it and like yeah. understand it and i think that's just too much I, I think a year and a half is good though mm-hmm. uh, i mean we've been pretty like steady on like two years like two year cycles but um i think a year and a half is kind of the sweet spot yeah that's cool we're doing like we're doing eps every year so five songs a year we're just trying it out for a couple of years to see if it works if it doesn't we'll just do full lengths instead but mm-hmm. it's kind of cool because like our music 
is really intense, so it probably wouldn't be that enjoyable for 10 songs straight, If like for people who like albums. Like, I, I love just start to finish listening to how a record flows. Yeah, same. I love that. I, I'm not big on... I understand the importance of singles and how the industry is moving that way. Yeah, but you you do... I don't know. Still do what you want. Yeah, because, like... Because, I, I mean, I... I would I would personally feel more content just to bite the bite the bullet and you know be behind the times and just do an album just because I'm yeah. the same way I like I like the progression of a record like mm-hmm. an EP is like a fun like little thing but it's like it's like a fun little surprise you know what I mean like it's like someone giving you a a gift that you'll forget about in a month <laughs> rather than a record where it's like you know more substantial yeah it's, it's like a pendant from like your dead great great grandfather. <laughs> Who was like, you know, a superhero rather than last gift to you rather than like, you know, tickets to a Preds game or something. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess. No, that that does make sense. I feel like records are more substantial and I I would prefer to be doing full lengths, but we're putting out an EP soon. And then after that, we're going to discuss if we want to do I want to do full lengths, but we'll see. We would have to change some stuff up so it's not just punch you in the face for 45 minutes yeah i wouldn't enjoy listening to that maybe some people would yeah yeah as we've gotten older you know like when i when i get into a metal band um i can't i can't like when i get on when i get in my metal mood i get on my metal kick like it doesn't last as long like 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 in that moment like it it, like it i may be on a tangent for like 20 minutes or less Mm -hmm. as opposed to like if I start playing one of my like kind of electronic sort of playlist or like uh, I don't know indie kind of playlist or whatever like something just more melodic based and less like aggressive like I could listen to that shit for like three hours plus yeah. but when I get on a metal kick I just need like twenty minutes of chaos and then I'm good <laughs> yeah like, same. Then I feel like really similar so 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 I'd like to kind of translate that into the way our like next record is like with that cool. balance of here's here's some intensity and then here's a track that's a little bit more chill. Yeah, I feel like you guys already have that. It, it, uh, yeah, I guess we do. Uh, I mean, some some moments more than others. Like I think Drift has that more than like Neon. Neon was a bit more riff riff based kind of songs. Yeah. Um, I think the next one will be the most balanced. Cool. It feel it feels like it's gonna be. I'm I'm stoked. That's about it. I'm like, stoked. Like, too. I want the I want the chaos to be like super chaotic, and I want the chill to be like super chill. <laughs> Maybe not super chill, but, you know. <laughs> like igloo chill. Chill enough. Do you ever get people that... So I, I'll start by saying I didn't really get into your guys' music until Drift. I've, I have heard your previous stuff, but when I heard Drift, I was like, holy turds, dude. This is this is awesome. Because I really Thanks. like like chill rock stuff. But I like, like you said, I like some chaos here and there, too. I don't like just chaos or just chill. So I love the balance that Drift has. Do you get people that complain like I miss the old era? Like I'm sure there's some people that say that. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's that is just absolutely inevitable, especially like the, even if we didn't like tweak the sound a little bit, it would still happen, but when you tweak the sound, like it's for sure going to happen. Yeah. And uh I I I mean, I I I I feel like we're pretty good listeners, like uh pretty like intuitive in terms of like which fans are commenting about it because they care Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like, and who's just like shitting on your post? Yeah, like 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 if someone's just being like a dick, like it means less than nothing to me. Like yeah, it does not bother good. me. But I was gonna ask you if it affected you. No, but 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 if someone comments something and it affirms like an insecurity that like I have. Um, you know what I mean? Like if, if I'm yeah. if, if if I'm like if we're listening to mixed revisions and I'm and I have an opinion and I'm like, ah, oh, just this this the way this sounds is fucking killing me. And then we put it out and I see that comment that says, Oh, this is killing me. Like oh. that, the same thing that I was worried about. <laughs> that that that's the shit that like strikes deep. But but that's good. Like that's that should be just fuel. Like that's like Yeah. Like uh That's constructive. Yeah. It's just like, you know. It, it lets me know, like, I can't let this happen again because I don't want to disappoint them, and I don't like this feeling that I have, I'm having right now. It's, it's it almost like borders. It's it's almost got like a hint of like shame to it, which mm-hmm. is like not correct, but like the, <laughs> right. but that's how it feels. And and then you just like you kind of carry a little bit of that throughout the rest of the album cycle. Interesting. Throughout the rest of the album cycle, you're carrying that shame. Like every time you play a song <laughs> from that record and you feel a certain way about it, you like remember. That those comment. insecurities and that comment and how it just affirms that. And, and even if it translates great live and you think about like how it, you know, compares to them, you know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. you just got to power through it and do the next one. Yeah. I, th- I think some bands quit for that reason, but fuck that. We'll just write a better record with yeah, a better just mix. And just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I, th- I like to, I don't like to try to ab- abandon art. Like if I hate something I made, I, I like to just set it free let it be what it is, and like you said, just like go to the next thing. Like, learn from it, get yeah. better. Like, otherwise, that that's just weak to me. Like yeah, just, I'm I'm done. People didn't like this part. I'm done. There's yeah. so much good about what you made too. What What really drives me crazy is when bands know they're good and they break up because they're not satisfied with like the pace of growth. Yeah, it's like that happens all. Hey, the time. welcome to the club. No one's satisfied with the pace of their growth. Everyone wants to grow faster. Yeah. Like if you, if you know it's good, it, it will catch on. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna catch on. Uh, you can expedite the process by just continuing to do as much as you possibly can to like get it to people. Right. Work harder, tour harder. But if it's good and you know it's good, it will catch on. And That's cool. you shouldn't quit because you're gonna. You I mean, usually in most cases you regret it really hard. Yeah. So I t- like, dude. Totally honest. Like I have struggled a lot because so I I did freelance work for the past like five years doing like wedding films and stuff and now that our touring schedule is is more rigorous and out of our hands as to when we go out um I can't do weddings anymore because they're like they want to book a year in advance yeah so it makes sense I kind of like grew some bitterness towards touring and the band stuff because it's like I can't make money anymore I'm gonna have to get a crappy job um, just get, just be mad at the weddings. Just be mad at yeah, love. Yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> I've slowly transitioned my like fury to other things, or I've just I don't know, let it go. But I I have totally been tempted to like give up because of like oh, I'm not making any money doing this music thing. But I I knew that I would regret it, so I just I did I just abandoned that mindset. Yeah. I I I think the only good reason to quit something. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to quit music is like if if you really don't enjoy it, like some people just like just really don't like it and are and are way happier having moved on from it, mm-hmm. you know. But but the people that I know, the people that I know who ended up not being happy touring and moved on and got quote unquote regular jobs, like 
the people I know who are happy about it are the people who exhausted the touring lifestyle to its fullest extent. They saw multiple countries. They played tons of shows. Like they made tons of friends, like in other bands, they still keep contact with those people. Like they're yeah. still connected in some way because it meant a lot to them. That's cool. when they were involved in it. So they did you know like I mean? the full thing. Yeah. Th- th- there's, they're not sitting around wondering what could have been or how far they could have gone because they went as far as they wanted to. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. If you, if you, if you feel any kind of sense of, I wonder what this could be, don't quit. Cause you will always, I, th- I think you might always wonder what it could have been. Yeah. I, I know that I would, I, yeah. I'm very focused on would I regret this. Would I, would I regret giving up? before I saw it become, like, its full potential. Yeah. So. And, and that doesn't even necessarily mean, like, that doesn't necessarily mean, like, your band gets, like, you know. Huge. Po- huge or even, yeah. yeah, or even just, like, popular. It's, like, like such a, I mean, a massive source of, like, my joy that I get from touring now is just, like, uh, after, like, doing it for the last seven years, I finally figured out how to travel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it takes a long time to figure out how to enjoy new places, not be intimidated by new places, and just kind of like adapt and you know what I mean? Like get yeah. there and adapt and just be a part of the energy. And yeah, like like, like that that took so much time. Like like the first three years of touring, I was such a homebody in it. It was uh it was such a shock to my system. It was so polarizing, like being in a van so close with like five other dudes. And um, stinky boys. Yeah, and and in a bad van, you know, because your first van is probably gonna be pretty shitty. So it, like <laughs> yeah. breaks down and it's, probably doesn't have AC. <laughs> Ours didn't. It was hot. It was cramped. Like doing that and then me being so clean. I'm, I'm like a pretty clean person. Pretty definitely like minimal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just like I was just stressed out all the time. You you take everything so seriously and you're getting so much pressure back home to like pursue something more normal right so like there's there's like so much pressure involved when you first get started like that's like the toughest part is just like showing up and uh yeah i don't know now like it's just it's just like there's no like that is completely out of my system it's just washed out of my system like i just like i just show up and do the thing because it's just what i do like this is like what i do like it's like there's no that's I don't awesome. know. You know, it, it's, it's like I'm not, I'm not going to do anything else. Like, yeah, there's the, this is what I love to do. Yeah. Like, why would I quit? So when you go when you're about to go on tour, do you have like a system of like, like, what do you bring? Like, how do you live healthy while traveling, going to new places? I don't think I am. Really? Yeah, not really. I mean, I, I'm definitely getting there. Like, uh, I'm in a very, very positive, like transitional stage in my life. Things are really I'm like getting my shit together i'm starting to take care of things but yeah but uh yeah i mean i'm not like unhealthy as fuck like i don't like (laughs) drink soda and eat sugar all the time and stuff but you know i don't know like there's like some pretty rough you know travel days where you drive through goddamn you know the middle of texas and new mexico for hours and you just like you're you're just you're going to eat subway or mcdonald's (laughs) like heads up or or you're just yeah or, you know, if you're vegan, you better pray that there's a Taco Bell coming up because that's pretty much the only thing on on, on, on those drives. Like, yeah, options are so limited and it's, yeah, I don't know. So it's, but, you know, once you get to the cities, like the major cities, it's real easy to eat clean. And Yeah. Yeah. Where do you eat to, like, if you want to eat super clean, 
What do you do? Um, a lot of dudes in our band are vegetarian. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I I eat a lot of vegetarian food. Mm-hmm. That that kind of helps me. I know there's a lot of unhealthy vegetarian stuff, but that's kind of a, a good excuse to eat. I don't know, you know, nonsense like kale and quinoa <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. But uh, but no, I mean, I'm I'm really not that healthy, man. Like. Mexican food and Thai food. We eat so much damn Thai food. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure Thai food's not that healthy, but if Thai food is healthy, then you're good I'm to healthy. go. Because that's cool. all that I eat is <laughs> Thai food. That's hilarious. I like Chipotle. I feel like that's always a solid go-to. They're veggie yeah. bowls. I mean, I don't. I honestly don't know how healthy Chipotle is, but I don't feel like how I feel if I would eat McDonald's. Yeah, it's diff- better than that. Oh, dude, that's we, we just, know that. You're just drinking sludge, eating sludge, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's freaking nasty. I'm trying to never eat it again, honestly. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that that would not be a bad goal, even though McDonald's is freaking delicious. It's it, That's so frustrating. It tastes so good, it's but you get a, the hot snakes bummer, after. Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Those streaky turds, dude. Not fun. But, yeah, I'm trying to be healthy on tour also. I'm trying to, each time I go out, just figure out, what exactly to bring like if i'm bringing too much stuff like just learning over the course of the years of touring just keep it minimal (laughs) our vocalist only brings a backpack he's like extreme though like he's weird because he doesn't stink at all like he could go the entire tour without showering and not his armpits wouldn't smell weird yeah he's just got cool like a self-cleansing body i guess i smell sounds like a freak (laughs) he's a lizard man dude he's a reptile but yeah, I usually just bring a suitcase and a backpack, and because I gotta bring my camera. Yeah, I I I don't pack light, but I don't really use the shit I bring. I just like I pack a lot of clothes. Like I pack like a shirt for every day that I'm like, I pack like 14 shirts because like <laughs> yeah. I figure like the two week point is when I'll like do laundry. Yeah, but I don't wear I don't change shirts every day. Yeah, so I wear the same shirt for two or three days. So like. Do you do the, the <laughs> it's show like so shirt thing or do you just wear a shirt? Oh, I do the show shirt thing, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to trying to clean that clean that part of my life up too. Just be like I, I mean I, I am I've I've gotta be defined as minimalist. Like I have to like like there's no way I don't meet that criteria. Yeah. Like whatever the definition I've is. I've seen your like, apartment, you're a minimalist. <laughs> yeah. It's simple, but your apartment's like cute. It's like homey but minimal. Yeah, I, well, whenever I moved, I I have a, a photo of when I moved in. I had like a blue plastic storage dresser, one lamp, <laughs> a TV, and all my guitar stuff and clothes, and that is it. Yeah. Like I had no furniture. I had no bed. It's just like a pad on the floor. I, I like bought all that shit like yeah. the first like month that I lived there. I had like nothing. Yeah, um, we, we don't have much stuff, but I, it feels blank in here still. Like I don't like how the walls are mostly empty. It's pretty clean though. It's definitely clean in here. Thank you. I mean, like, that's like, that's like step one. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is, it looks clean. I hung up that American flag last night, dude. Dang. I, want, I didn't know if you were extreme patriots. So I was like, it's time to hang this flag. Well, yeah. It's time to celebrate this country. <laughs> Why not? It's almost the 4th of July. Hell yeah. Are you going to be on tour for the 4th of July? I'm not. I'm going to be home. Mm. We Let's have- hang out. <laughs> I'm going to be gone. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd blow some firecrackers with you. But right. we, so we have a band tradition on the 4th of July. We've been on tour for the last I l- three years. I already love it. So every 4th of July, we go get bottle rockets. We have bottle rockets in our van on every tour, but 
we find a big a bigger bottle rocket every year and we shoot it out of our drummer's butt crack. Good lord. Yeah. So last <laughs> year <laughs> goddamn Neanderthals. <laughs> yeah, dude. Last year we were in Michigan and um we went to this lake late at night. It's probably 10 p.m. It's totally dark. And we just he hunched over. We had our phone flashlights and we're setting up the firecracker in this police boat. Starts shining his lights over onto the shore. So we're like, we run over and hide behind trees. And we wait for them to leave finally. And then we're like, all right, we got to do this so fast. So he hunches over, bottle, cro- bottle crock it in, crock it, uh, light it, shoots out, burns his bee hole. Oh. But we get in the van and we leave and we, we're just screaming. Dang. Every year, dude. We're just hollering. That's tight. You guys are more fun than us. I'm jealous. We're, we're pretty rowdy when we're all together. But we can, like, we stay on time. We know when to, like, when's the fun time and when's, like, the business. It's, like, we always try to, like, be at venues yeah. early. and Dude, being being fun, being goofy and having a good time like that is, like, it's just, it's, it's great. Like, like I, I'm, like, I feel like I get misread a lot because I, I am pretty chill on tour. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, yeah. But the thing is, when I see other people doing that kind of shit, I like, I definitely like, I, I'm always wanting to contribute to the energy. Yeah. Like same thing when I'm like out at a, like a club and people are like dancing. Like I'm so happy that people are dancing. Like That's cool. I, I love to see people just like, just having a good time. Like just losing their shit. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying life. Yeah. And, the, and, I, and I, and I can do it to an extent sometimes, but a lot of times I'm just kind of admiring that energy and just, you know, I just, it's just not, I just can't. Yeah. I'm just so introverted and like, I'm so like, uh, like it'll be weird if I join in. <laughs> you have a good balance though, because you're introverted, but I mean, we've only hung out a few times, but you were like, it feels like you're being yourself. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, it, it's getting easier with, with age because yeah. it's, cause I'm realizing like how important it is. Like you gotta, you gotta like connect and talk to people, especially like living in, you know, we've both been here a year you've been a little less than a year yeah. uh, just a year as of this month actually yeah you know you come to a new place and like you really got to kind of like reevaluate your approach to connection and meeting new people yeah uh you know because I, I lived in birmingham my whole life so everyone that i was friends with everyone that i came home to everyone that like was important to me that i gave my time to and I brought into into my life, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. those are all people that I'd known for ten years. This is, it was just second nature. Like having having best friends was borderline second nature because I you could just count on them being there so long. Yeah. Uh, and you move to a new place, and like that's done. Like, like you, like you got you got to take a new approach because like it's a new culture here. That's too. done. Everyone's everyone's a new face. Yeah. 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 New culture. Like, uh, I'm I find it hard to adjust to sometimes. Just like I feel like everybody is so. I don't know how to describe it, like, just on point, I guess. Like, everybody seems like they're doing something, and they're, like... That's why I came here. ...doing it well. Mm-hmm. Like, every, there's so many young professionals here. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, like, helped me up my game. Yes. With, like, how I handle my video stuff and the band stuff. I want to be me. I don't want to be, like, serious all the time. And that's what I was going to talk about. I feel like you're good at being serious, but also, like, you know when to, like, be fun and, like, humorous and let a fart out or something, you know? Yeah. You know the timing. 
Thanks. That, yeah, that I'm, time I'm, I'm a little scared to fart, but you know, sure. Wait, you, I farted you, in my apartment? Oh, you blew a nasty. <laughs> I thought you ripped a hole in the carpet, dude. Goodness. Your, your wood oh, floor I was burnt a little do bit. I remember. You went up to get to the bathroom, and I swear there's some smoke. I tell you, really, no, I was, I was in a good mood. Yeah. I, I, was, I was enjoying your company. It was fun. That was fun. You were just ripping. That was when we were with Aaron and uh, that other tour guy, the merch yeah, guy. Thaddeus. Thaddeus? Thaddeus, yeah. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's really nice. But yeah, that was a great night because we were all just chilling, being ourselves. Letting yeah, some totally. go, just releasing pressure. Hundred percent, dude. I uh, <laughs> I like you, Zach. I think you're a great boy. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I like you as well. Um, it's, uh, it's nice to have a band dude to chill with. Um, yeah, you live Nash. like 20 minutes away from me. We're gonna be BFs. Um, We're gonna be boyfriends. But yeah, uh, if anyone is thinking about moving to a new city, I say do it. Like all, like all the things that you're afraid of. Um, a lot. I mean, a lot of those things are going to be valid. Like, like, like you're valid in being afraid of those, you know, certain things. Like, like making new friends. Like adjusting to a culture. I don't know. Living expenses is a big one. Living exp- expenses. Yeah, like those are valid things to be concerned about. But like, I don't know. It's just good shit to overcome. Like, it's just like like when you get over that hump, it's just completely worth it. And it's taken me like a year. You know, I've been here for a year, and I didn't really. I don't. I, I did not have friends for such a long time being mm-hmm. here. We were touring so much, and I made the big mistake of just justifying not making friends and not trying to like connect with the place that I was in because I was like, ah, I'm only gonna be home for three weeks. I'm just gonna enjoy it and treat it like vacation. I'm not gonna try to make friends because yeah. I'll have my friends on tour. Bad move. Because yeah. then first like big break home, just insane loneliness. Yeah. Like like to an impressive degree more so than I think I've ever felt in my entire life. Wow. So that's the kind of shit that you will get from being in a city, but it's good for you. It's like good for your brain because if you have a desire for a better life, you will get over it and you'll figure it out and you'll be a better person as a result. And like, I'm like, I don't know. I just like, I have so many more friends now and like, I feel like I appreciate them more and I, I, f- I see the value in connection and I, I, I shut people out less. It's just yeah. like, there's a lot of, good things that happen in your brain when you just kind of dive into a scary situation. So same yeah. thing with touring too. You can apply that to, I don't know, just anything, anything polarizing, like I think is a good thing. It's kind of a, I think it's kind of a refinement process, forcing yourself to go into a situation that's uncomfortable, which is like what my roommate Caden just did last week. He, he's lived with his family his whole life. So this is his first time he moved across the country to a new city, new culture now it has living expenses and stuff, but it's just going to make you a better person. Like mm-hmm. learning, cause it teaches you responsibility. Like it's just yeah. a fun, fundamental way to learn responsibility. Yeah. I and mean, then, I, and ultimately it's up to you, you know, like, yeah. like if, if, if you decide you're going to get through it, then you, then you will. Yeah. Or you can give up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you should. I mean, like that's, that, that's, that's how it goes. But, but you like know. you were saying, it's so important to establish community. Cause I was kind of the, the same way when when I lived in Kansas before Nashville, it, there was a three year chunk where all I did was video work and I stayed in my apartment. I kid you not, I feel like I went out like ten times in three years. Like, yeah. And then I became more socially awkward, so that when I came here, I had a lot harder time just connecting with people. And I was in a long distance relationship, so it's I had to learn how to like connect with her in real life. And so, like, just staying cooped in and avoiding that and just, like, staying at my desk, like, 
started to like really turn me into a darker person. Mm-hmm. So like coming to a new place and like getting that shock, like that wake up of like, oh, there's there's life here. I need to go be a part of it. Yeah. Made me better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But it's same same exact thing with tour as well. Like that's one of the many reasons why I, I just like won't quit doing music. Like you like I no matter what you do in life, you know, you'll meet important people that are special to you that add value to your life. Um but for for me personally, like just be, be, because of, of what I do and what I enjoy and the path I wanted to take in life, you know, like sometimes it's hard, like sometimes it's like hard to like feel like, I don't know, to like relate with other people because mm-hmm. like it, the touring side of it has become like so much of like my life and then I come home and like, I don't, I don't know how to talk about a lot of things that people just talk about. Like, you know, like they're, you know what I mean? Like, like they talk about, oh, like to work sucks. Like we just got it. Like, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like that's a, the bulk of a lot of conversations, especially like since I moved here and you're making new friends and a lot of people just, they don't really know what to talk about yet. So like talk a lot about work and like, I don't, I feel this pressure to like, it's like, well, I don't want to talk about Interesting. touring. You know what I mean? Cause I don't yeah. want to like, cause I like what I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know and you don't want to seem like you're bragging. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't. I just go on tour. Like. So, so, so that's like that's like a very valuable thing with touring that would, I think I would like be really bummed out if I lost the privilege of being around other people that like understand those things. Like they, they understand like this, all the stresses and failures and triumphs that come with pursuing something that people tell you not to pursue. And, uh, yeah, it's just easier for me to connect in that environment. And, and and again, I'm getting better at connecting in every environment, but uh but yeah, it's just it's just like so much easier to just like feel normal. Yeah. Like on tour like with other dudes who oh, are yeah. out of their fucking minds. <laughs> it's so like weird w- what we do when you just like break it down to its fundamental core. Like we just like we go get in this like big vehicle <laughs> and drive to different cities play super loud stuff for like 30 minutes to an hour and then like drive around some more (laughs) and then we come home yeah and we sell cloth yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah but people uh i I mean like like people i think a lot of people realize but you know but you don't really think about like how little of touring is the part where you're playing music yeah there's like 23 hours where you're doing other things yeah like like a long set like a very long set is an hour and 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like and that's a tiny sliver of your day yeah so i yeah i don't know you got to really figure out how to like make good use of your time and then yeah and enjoy it uh I'm, i want to get so hard for so many years like what the fuck do we do and just yeah. sit around on your phone but like now i'm like all right i'm just gonna start walking mm-hmm. find something Go explore like, yeah you gotta yeah. make the best of it yeah i agree I, I would like to get to the point where i just have not touring down to a science but i just want to be able to live very healthily on tour like not be on my phone as much because it's, it's easy to just kind of scroll instagram if you're not driving it's like oh we have a 10 hour drive I'm gonna look at Instagram. Like yes, like I want to get better at reading. It's like you'd think you would make time to read on tour with all the driving. Even that's tough. But it's tough. Yeah, I finally figured that out. You got that one. Yeah. Well, what's well, your what's your tips? Okay. Uh, one thing I did 
on this last tour that actually helped a lot is I took my Instagram app. My Instagram app was placed on the very f- first, you know, page of when you open my when you open your phone. Um, yeah. Right where your thumb goes, so it's like open okay. your phone, and then it's like boom, it's like right there next to where my phone, my okay, like thumb yeah. would go, like so by your like, lock thumb. Like the lock button? Yeah, it pr- pretty much it's like I don't have to reach to the top of the phone. Yeah. I don't have to do any any stretches. Like <laughs> my thumb is right there ready to go on the Instagram app. And uh, that's how it was like f- ever since I downloaded Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, when I really started to hate how much I was on my phone and on Instagram, that's when I started to realize how, how often I would just hit that app. And I did not need to be on that. App. I'd open my phone to do something else. Like I was opening my phone to check my ca- like calendar or like yeah. make a note in my phone. But before I could even get to those other important things, I'd already open Instagram. And I was like, well, how the fuck did I even get it's here? It's like in just a response, like a twitch. Yes. So I took that app and I moved it to the very back of my phone. It's like, yeah, you have to slide over like five okay. times to get to it. That's smart. So now, so after that, anytime that I would go to it, I knew that I was going to it, uh, you know, like... Consciously, like like I've, I'd already scrolled five times before I got to it, and I yeah. could stop myself and be like, like "What am I doing? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't need to do this." And it's funny, I put an I put an app in its place. It was like the podcast app, and I can't tell you how many times that first week I would just, just open my phone, just open podcast, <laughs> well, and I was crazy. like, "Crazy, yeah, yeah." We're so trained. Yes, well, a hundred and fourteen percent. Yeah, it's like it's really, it's putting. Instagram's great. I love Instagram, but it's really putting a dent in my fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like it. I Dude, don't like that much of my day being dedicated. Now that we like, have the screen you know, time stuff, I don't know if you use that. Oh yeah. That was oh. part of, that was a big part of it too. That was a big Yeah, motivator. just seeing that was actually really nice. I was like, I have to change something. Yeah, it sucks, but so I do a couple things specifically on tour to try to avoid wasting time on Instagram. One is I have this triple click set up to make my phone black and white. <laughs> so if I if I set it to black and white it makes Instagram way less interesting. Amazing. Yeah, so I'll like <laughs> open it. I'll be like, this isn't even that fun. And I'll realize it's like, oh, it's black and white. I'm just going to close out of it. That's and sick. then if it gets really bad, like if I'm just spending way too much time, I'll delete, I'll post and then delete the app so that I'm oh, not, wow. so that I'm nice. not checking for likes or comments. Yeah. I don't want to live for that anymore. Like, yeah, the, everything the, is numbers. I don't, I don't post a lot of, uh, anymore like I, I post like music that i like like in my stories quite often it's just quick and oh, yeah i noticed I'm, that the other day actually yeah i do that cool. a lot probably, probably to an obnoxious degree but i just i, think I it's love cool. music so you know kiss my my, my butt kiss his little booty cheeks um <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I, I don't i don't post super often maybe like once a week once every like that's cool 10 to 14 days but like I'd actually like to post more. I like to be more engaging, but I just like, I don't, I don't have shit to post. Most of what I post is photos other people took, like at shows and yeah. stuff. And I think live photos are, well, before I get to that, I, I do have a bad habit of checking my likes and comments. Yeah. Like the day that I make a post, it's hard to get away from it if I don't mm-hmm. have anything going on that day. But that's great that you do. I, you delete the app, man. It's amazing. It's, it's, it makes it way harder because you got to like download the app and then re log in. <laughs> So after, if I just delete it right after so posting, extreme. it's like, oh, I don't need to check my likes. I don't want to go through the trouble of downloading it. Dude. Password. I respect that so much because it's like such a, like, it, it, it's like an extreme measure. Be, it's very extreme. And it should be because, like, your time, it, sh- it should be as important as that. Yeah. yeah like, like it, sh- it should be that much of a priority for you to embrace your fucking day. That's just the kind of your fucking person day. I am, though. Like, I, 
So like if I like Instagram, I like it a lot. I take it to the extreme where mm-hmm. I, I love to post. I love to make stuff for it. And you're content boy. So it's like, it's a tool. Yeah. It's a bigger, much bigger tool <laughs> well, CB, for you or baby. me. Like, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I have to take an extreme measure to not be addicted because I've just, yeah, I'm an extreme 100%. personality. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Maybe somebody will hear this and try it and not be addicted to Instagram. The, yeah, I mean that's that screen time notification shit really that'll wreck you. That, that woke a lot of people up. It, it really did. It's a great like, thing they added. Yeah, good job, Apple. Thank you, Steve Jobs. Uh, is he yeah. not with the company? Uh, he he is no longer with the company. Okay. Um, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll be. He'll, I'm pretty sure he's. Thank you for all you well. did, Steve. <laughs> Dude, you can yell oh. as loud as you want because this baby has analog limiters. That's so sick. I'm gonna, hey! Uh, I'm too scared to scream into it right now. It's but okay. Maybe. You don't want to sing an era song? <laughs> How awkward oh, would that be? Fuck like, hey, you, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> if I'm like, I like hand you one of my guitars. I'm like, can you play era? And I mic the electric guitar up with this mic. And it's just strings. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like real polite when people like ask. That's so um, funny. If, if like, if someone like comes up to the table and asks something that I find unreasonable, I feel like I get more and more kind and patient every day. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't upset me, but like, but on that subject, I, I preface <laughs> to say when someone comes up and asks me to sing to them on the spot, people do that. Some people do that. It's not like a everyday thing, but it happens. That's crazy. It, it, it's happened more than, uh, it's not just like a couple of occurrences I can think back to. It's happened enough to where I can't, like, it, I'm not going to do that. Have you ever done it? No. Okay. Okay. Absolutely not. I just wanted to make or, fun of you if you did. Or, or people are like, "Will you take? A, can I take a video of you singing to like my cousin?" It's like, no. Oh, that's so. Funny. Like, do you know how like you terrified I am in this moment? Up. Like, if you could train yourself to just throw up on spot, you could be like, "Happy," and just puke in the video. Yeah, that'd be a great way to solve <laughs> that problem. It would become a meme, and then no one would ask you anymore. I'm like, I'm not, ugh, man. Just that, like. Uh, just being put on the spot like that is like tough, I think, for most people. But oh yeah, that'd be especially for hard, you know, like crazy people like moi. That'd be like somebody saying, "Hey, can you plug in your guitar and like play one of the leads?" Yeah, I mean that'd be way easier than freaking singing. Like you just singing watched way the too sh- intimate. You just watched the show. Yeah, <laughs> you saw it all. That's yeah, like that yeah. was it. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a real. But I mean, I guess it's question. kind of sweet because it's like, wow, they really like you or really like your voice. Uh, I don't think it always means that. Maybe it's like, maybe they like want to feel special. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, I don't know. Like, 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 like there are people out there who, who really are like just being like disrespectful and inconsiderate and like, I'm not, not, not like everyone who asks that question. Like it's not always like that, yeah. but I, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's good to be patient with it. Sorry, I'm trying to like really calculate like no, that's how great. much I can or cannot Dude, say. Take your time with it. Yeah, don't you don't need to jump into <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. People, but, but I think people should talk about it though for sure. Like, like I don't think like people you know in a band or whatever should like avoid talking about it because I mean like we're people and we're being we're talking to people at the merch table. It's like what what like however you view like the fan artist relationship it's still like two people and like yeah. it's not like the artist is the only one who should be expected to be considerate and respectful. 
You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that that like pedestal mentality of you have to totally appease me and do or like I have to totally appease the fan and do everything that like they want, but it doesn't work both ways. Like for for that reason, like if there is a moment to where like I get like a real sense of you know, just lack of consideration from a fan, like I I will I will try my best to communicate it in a constructive way and be like, hey man, That's good. like yeah, I, I had to had to do that recently. I was at a show and there was a guy who came up and wanted a photo all good he was super loud he was super drunk like he smelled very drunk yeah it's like very very in my face i was there alone like i was just like standing like on my own like clearly i hadn't said two words all night i was at the show alone and <laughs> yeah he's just like i want to take a photo and i was all good with it smiled like i was stoked about it it was like cool it felt nice you know what i mean to like yeah. be recognized but <sighs> then he just kept coming back and he like was like would go stand a few feet in front of me and was like taking videos like oh me, like in the background and then he kept coming back and then uh he was like dude look i'm messing with my friend right now like he loves you like dude check this out it's like dude and he's like taking more photos and i was like i was like hey man like i think like i think we got enough photos right like i think i mean we got a lot yeah because it wasn't just like one and done like he would just be like just kept going one after another and we're not changing poses like he would kind of change faces but we're not doing anything and like it oh it made God. me feel like a fucking clown kind of yeah that almost like, feel like a big joke it's like <laughs> a, a little bit circus like you're just in a cage yeah it, this went on too long and he kept coming back and, he, and even when he wasn't next to me he was lingering around me like taking videos of me and pointing at me and i was just like i finally had to be like dude like he came up to get photos again and we've already taken like fucking 10 photos like yeah and i was like dude like i i wasn't that sweet about it i said you gotta you gotta let me watch the show man like, yeah, at that point you you have to be direct because some people will not take the social yeah. cue. Like that's kind of the order. Like you're kind, you kind of give some cues, and then it's like, all right, you got to like cut it off. Yeah, but then but then you know, I I don't know this for sure. This is a little speculative, but like I worry that those are the people who like go on the internet and they're like, oh, I met him, he was a dick. You know what I mean? I wonder it's about like, that. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. like, like the, those people that would just like jump to that conclusion and like not consider how their behavior was you know mm -hmm. what i mean it's like it's yeah, just not fair and and, and people and people buy it like I, i've seen people on the internet talk about or you know jt or vocalist screaming boy screamy boy i've seen people on the internet and this is rare but it's just it's gonna happen like people are like oh i met him and like it, he was a dick and i was what that's insane like you know yeah. jt like <laughs> yeah jt is like the nicest <laughs> the dude ever teddy bear with a gnarly yeah. voice <laughs> he's nice he's nice to like an obnoxious degree like yeah. hey man can you not be so nice you're making the rest of us look like fucking assholes <laughs> so it's like when you see shit like that it, it makes it makes me it makes him feel bad but it makes me feel better because i'm like okay if 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 people can get that impression from a guy like him like then it's just inevitable and it makes me feel I don't know, like I can relate more to like other, yeah. other people in band. Like it's just something that you just have to deal with and process through and you have to just like understand that not everyone is going to be able to understand you within those first like, within those couple of like two to five minutes maybe yeah. that you get to like interact and know each other. It's like you can't make it takes every one of those moments times. huge. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can't get to know somebody just at a merch table, at a loud show. Like yeah. you can like have a good conversation, but like this is what I like about podcasts. Like this is a long form conversation. I'm actually getting to know you, but yeah, it takes time. You have fun. to invest in somebody. Yeah. And, yeah. It's so funny. And I hear so many things like, you know how you just hear random stuff about a band or a band guy. It's like, Oh yeah, that guy, I heard that guy's a dick. I don't trust any of that until I meet that person. Same. 
Because you never know what the actual situation was. It could have been something like yeah. your situation. And, and I feel like you do when you're young. When you're young, it's like it's like a party almost like you get excited about someone being a dick. You know, you remember that? Like back like in the day, you'd be like, oh yeah, like I heard like, he's like a huge jerk. <laughs> How exciting. <laughs> he's so rude. But it's like, but now it's just like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I definitely take it with a grain of salt. Like, like Even like, like, like the hugest of the huge celebrities, like movie stars and stuff. Like even in that situation, I'm just like, man, like, is he a dick? Like he, he, he might be. There's a good chance he is, but like they can't all be dicks. Like, yeah we can't possibly imagine like what they go through and like how, how hard it is for them to just like have like a normal day. Yeah. If I was in like, that we situation, we can't possibly imagine like how difficult it is just to fucking go buy bananas. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Buy bananas. It's so hard. Yeah. For real though. If I was in that situation, I would probably be super impatient and rude. Like I, I don't have I great you patience. I bet you'd be so sweet and you'd be like the nice guy celebrity. You'd be like the Bill Murray. Of, of I would uh, probably <laughs> moon a lot of cameras actually. Because I'd be totally fine with my butt being on the internet. I would keep my other stuff like in, but yeah. I'd let my butt hang out a little bit. Tight. And that would be my thing. That's kind of my That's dream. Tight. Just have my, my booty plastered on the internet. Um, <laughs> but that would be so hard to have that much attention. Hey, hey, what do you think about uh what do you think about Uh-oh. when uh dudes and bands Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> when dudes and bands post like cool live photos of the crowd, like a festival show where it's like an especially big crowd. And they're not on tour playing festivals? <laughs> no. Okay. No. I was going to say, what do you think about when you see a post like that and the caption reads something along the lines of, just another day at the office? Oh! <laughs> First I, off. I have thoughts. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably either a support band on a really big band's tour and they're just soaking mm-hmm. that crowd and using those images to look cooler or it's just a festival where there's going to be people. Yeah, yeah. And, like, their other shows probably have, like, 30 people, which is yeah. still cool, but don't make yourself look cooler than you are. Yeah, th- th- they should post the, the one show, like, the routing show, like, on the way to the tour. Yeah. Where it's, like, 100 people or less. And you it's sold like, four shirts. <laughs> it's, like... Post that. Uh, yeah, and it's just say, this is how it is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, it's like, tour so- sucks. Sometimes you have these days yeah. it is inevitable. This is just how another it day at the is. office. <laughs> This office kind of sucks too sometimes, yeah. but I feel like that's it's another like, it's like problem. Just another day in the cubicle. That's another problem with Instagram is like we feel this need to make ourselves. We portray this like glorified image of ourselves. Yeah. So it's like, oh, uh, we need the photos where it looks like it's it's busier. There's more people at the show, or we look cooler. The lights look cooler. Yeah. But it's kind of fun to document. I mean, I'm guilty of that too. Like I post yeah. the coolest pictures, but feel yeah, you should feel cool. You should you should you should look and feel cool and be but be real too. Doing. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, it's no secret. Like there are some loud egos in the music industry. Yeah, loud egos. You gotta like learn to wrangle that shit. Yeah, and I like I learned <laughs> to wrangle it. You know what I mean? Like early twenties. Like I love seeing bands post only photos from like the biggest show. Like yeah. the whole tour that they're on. Yeah. It's like, we we can see. You're wearing the same clothes, like the same people at the show. Like, it's yeah. just funny to me. <laughs> see, uh, that's how I like, that's how I started like doing like, uh, like most of the content that I have to post is live photos because like I don't take photos. Like if, when I'm on tour, like I don't, I don't really take pictures of shit. Yeah. Um, and, and I used to like the first, first couple of years, but like now I just, I just don't like, uh, so I don't really have a lot to post very often. So I'll just, I'll just be like stuck with like another live shot 
Yeah. And I'm just like, it's so fucking boring. It's, like, just, it's the same thing. Yeah. Cause I don't like, like most of the, my friends that I follow are in bands and I like, I get sick of seeing live shots over and over, over and over again. So like, and I hated the another day, the, you know, another day at the office. Like, like I, <laughs> I hated that shit so much. Uh, and I still do know that we like, you're my friend and I love you. But if you do that, you're a goober. You're kind of a turd boy. You're a goober. And I, and I love you. I love you. Goober. A little bit goober. Um, <laughs> But Uber. Uh, yeah, I was just like, I was like, I gotta like, I gotta like make this interesting, and I gotta like, I gotta like kick, you know what I mean? I gotta kick the legs out from under yeah. these kind of like cool brag posts, and I gotta like, I gotta show that it's not that serious, and yeah. like not take it so seriously. So then I just started writing bullshit captions on like yeah. every 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 that. every live fo- photo that I post. Like, just make it I'm just like dumb. coming up with like some absolute bullshit that has nothing to do with. The photo. But even so, even Although when it's boring. Yeah, exactly. It's like. You can only be, I don't know, cool isn't that interesting to me. No. Like, I'm super cool all the time. Yeah, it's pe- like, people get it. You play guitar on yeah. stage, you know? Uh-oh. Oh, shit. My dad's calling me. He's probably going to beat me up. Damn, dude. Way to be professional. Holy Shut shit. Jesse. Dude, unbelievable. Don't you think I would have liked to check my phone this whole time I'm sitting here? I got 47 text messages, cool. six emails. You're so Damn. cool, dude. You should post about it. <sighs> you should screenshot your, your phone and show how many right. texts you have. <laughs> got it dude i yeah. got the shot i don't even freaking know what i was saying dude because my you messed me up my dad called me uh i don't think i'm ever doing another podcast i don't know it probably wasn't important do you guys bring a photographer on tour uh n- not not really because we um you probably just have people sending you photos right yeah i we don't like to rely on that like like usually there's like a photographer on the tour that we like outsource for photos. Yeah. The th- thing about doing that is that if, if it's like a guy that's already working for a band, like some of those dudes are so swamped that they can't really give you the amount of content that you'd like to have because yeah. you're not the priority, which is understandable. Like I, you know, see photographers on tour editing all the time. Like can't imagine working that hard, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we need to up our goddamn content game. <laughs> this whole year is like us like transitioning more into like finally just biting the bullet and, paying for those things that those little extra little you know just turn those little notches a little bit like have some lighting production like have a content guy like get some behind the scenes stuff of just us being stupid yeah see that's what i think is fun about posting on tour is having somebody documenting the stuff that doesn't happen during the show Mm -hmm. the behind the scenes setting up like traveling like Cause that's when yeah. the funny the, memories, the pranks, happen. yeah, you know, the like, pranks, the yeah. the bottle rocket booty shoots, yeah, those kind of things. That's what I like having documented. Cause it's like, it's not just me on stage being cool for twenty minutes. It's like yeah. all this other time with you my being friends. super hot, yeah, just, just like being hot <laughs> and sweaty and just really ripped. Yeah, it's like I want to document all of that. And <laughs> I share yeah, it. Yeah, hundred percent. I need to look cool. Yeah, I want to talk about how I got how I met you and how I met JT because that it was just cool to me like um Did we, we didn't meet the same day did we no okay. no we met JT before you so when we first started our band we posted our first music video which was terrible we ended up taking it down later because we re we reshot it but there's still mm-hmm. a Portuguese version on YouTube <laughs> tight yeah super tight we know that know that struggle yeah but um JT commented on it, and this was when he was in Texas in July, and just basically said he liked it. But we were all freaking out, like, oh, this is so cool. Oh, yeah, JT is a huge, huge metalhead. Yeah, he just loves metal. 
That's so cool. But then I came and watched you guys because he told me you guys were playing in Nashville, which was what, like four months ago, three or four months ago, something like that. Dude, no. How long ago was that? It was not long. It was pretty close. I don't remember. Oh, or <laughs> was it long? You know what? Are you right? You might be right. It was, it was a while. Uh, it wasn't super hot out yet. Yeah, yeah, it was probably like three months ago. Uh, yeah, we played at the Cowan in Nashville, which is also Top Golf. That was really cool. I yeah. liked that venue. It was very clean. Dude, Top Golf. Did you ever go to the green room? No. The green room at the Top Golf <laughs> venue is you just have like a sectioned off private area with like a bunch of Top Golf base, and you just play Top Golf for free Dude. all day with your friends and drink. And that sounds if, if, if you so choose, if that's your thing. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd be a, that'd be a good bro date. Just get some bros. It was a fun time. That but, sounds great. But it also confirmed that I don't think I would want to pay for Top Golf because oh, yeah. I didn't really enjoy it that much. I feel but like also it'd be expensive. I suck at it. I I am so bad at golf. Putt putt yeah. mini. Bit dehumanizing, eh? <laughs> Dude, I would just get wrecked. Sorry. And I'm competitive, so it would suck for me. I interrupted you. We met that well, night. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, we met at the Cowan, and and JT was like, oh, Jesse lives in Nashville. You guys should hang out. I was like, fine. <laughs> so we met. <laughs> then we hung out when you got home, and now we're here. But yeah, no, it was cool. It was cool. I, I'm glad to, to have met you guys and see you live, finally. Yeah. You guys were tight. It was good. Thanks. Everything sounded good in that room, too. Yeah, we are, nice venue. we are pretty cool. You guys are pretty cool. Uh, yeah, just another day at the office. I just need more live <laughs> shots. Um, yeah, I knew that day that I met you, we were going to be good friends. I knew it. Yeah, I felt something in my my nethers. Yeah, you, you, you told me like a, a, a Theo Vaughn quote that oh. I found so funny, and I was just like, all right, because I, I you know, I, <laughs> love, love Theo Vaughn. Yeah. Okay, but that was that was actually what I wanted to say, and I forgot. You told me that you saw my Instagram story on Theo's. I did. I did. Yeah, because I saw he was in Nashville, and um, yeah, Theo Vaughn always um, people always like tag him in like any if they see anyone with a mullet, they tag him, and they're like, "Oh, Theo, is this you?" (laughs) And Zach did that. Yeah, and uh, and and I saw that Chris or I saw that Theo reposted it, and uh. I, was I knew it was in Nashville, so I went to it and I saw you, and I was like, "Ah, oh, I've, I've, I know this person." Yeah, Earth Groans and stuff, and yeah, that was I was very happy because I Theo Vaughn's my favorite comedian. I yeah, love him; he's great. I just saw him like a month prior to like filming that, but I saw this lady in Target just shopping, huge mullet, just <laughs> cascading down the back of her head, and I, I did like a walk by and then like zoomed into the back of her head. I was like, Theo Vaughn's back in Nashville. It's kind of a cliche post, but. He liked it, so. Yeah. He, what if he's just like, oh, God, another one, repost. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Still, though, that, that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff, like, feels good. Like, like those, like, fun little. That would be fun interaction. Yeah. I, I was actually just listening to uh, recent, this past weekend with Theo Vaughn, mm-hmm. his podcast. Yeah, Crystal on. Yeah, I just listened to that one, too. It's great. But uh, uh, I really, I really liked and related to the part Chris Leo was talking about, about like when things start to go right, like in your career or whatever, you know, like good shit starts to happen. How a lot, he was, he was saying that a lot of stuff he gets, he, he doesn't really get excited about like, like you're happy that things are happening, but certain things like certain tours you get, like you don't get as giddy about them over time. And it's not because you're taking it for granted at all. Uh, I mean, it could be, but like, I, like I'm not, I just, 
he was just saying like, you know, when you work, you put the work in, you put the time in, you expect those things to happen. You expect things to work out because like you did what you needed to do to earn them. Yeah. But the things that like really make you giddy and really get you stoked are like those little things like that, that like aren't necessarily like earned. It's just, they just like happen just like, and you're just like, Oh, that's so cool. It's just like a fun, like little thing. Like era. This is like, I don't think this is a cool brag. Dude, Fuck. Just, you just brag it up, dude. It's just, honestly, it's another day at this office. There's this like new Netflix show called Chambers. Okay. And like uh, people, I haven't watched it yet, but but like uh, um, a lot of people started posting, posting like uh, this like shot in the fifth episode and there's a scene in a bedroom and there's two, there's two era posters in this bedroom. So the only what? posters up. There's a drift, there's a drift poster. <laughs> And there's a neon poster. That's crazy. And, and it's in like multiple shots, like in this one scene. Did you keep going back and forth? Yeah, like 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 that, like that kind of thing is like you know, that like blows my mind. like like it's 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 not it's not you know that's not a staple of like our success at all. Like it it, it doesn't mean that like things are we're about to hit the big time, but like that that's what I mean. Like like those like staples of success like feel feel earned as they come along the way. So it doesn't, it, you're happy they're happening, but it doesn't get you giddy, but shit like that. That's just like means nothing. And it's just like, just like a cool little, so random, like a little token to put in your back pocket just because it's just fun. Like yeah. that kind of, that made me like more stoked than like, you know, getting a sick tour, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, Cause you know, know you're going to be touring. Yeah. You're it, waiting for the next tour. It, and if I had to pick one happening, I would pick the good tour. <laughs> right. But it's just like, just that like giddy, just like, oh man, this is so cool that like somebody who works on this Netflix show that people are watching likes that era. That's sick. That's like, that's fun. Somebody in the art department decided, let's put two era posters in this. Because all yeah. that's set design. Yeah. Like, that's not a coincidence. Yeah. And, and, and like what Chris D'Elia equated to is like when like, you know, he got reposted by Eminem. Oh yeah, like like and he got put in that, that track. feeling. <laughs> yeah, dude, insane. like that's the kind of shit where you're just like, ooh, this yeah. is fun. It was cool. I don't know if you listened to the one of just Crystalia talking about that, but they offered to pay him, and he just said no. Like he just wants it to be a fun thing. He didn't take any money for it. No bags. Yeah. I love those two guys though. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish they had a podcast together, but. They're both really good separately too. Yeah, I I don't know if they could keep the the energy up for a full podcast because they're so silly. But I've noticed when those two are talking in the same room, they're very much themselves. They're they're, they're like kind of out of their characters and yeah. they're just very conversational. Yeah, it's which very which chill. I feel like is pretty rare from Theo Vaughn because sometimes Theo Vaughn will be the character even like with yeah. guests. Yeah, he is. You can even when he's interviewing people, he'll like slide little goofy th- things and the made up stories into it. Yeah. And like the guests will, I think it goes over their heads sometimes because he's so convincing. Yeah. About he'll say the most crazy thing, but like the way he says it. Yeah. I, like, did that happen? It's really genius. Like all the little cues about like, like you know when he's talking about childhood and his friend Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. You know you're about to hear an absolutely made Something up bullshit crazy. story. Yeah. <laughs> he's just improvising a bullshit story that never happened. Yeah. He's um. Like he I has think this, Daniel's a cue. Daniel's that. I love that. Yeah, dude. My, my boy Daniel. We got to go Daniel's see over here. him live together. We have to. Yeah, I would totally do that. Chris is going to be in Chattanooga soon, but I'm going to be gone. Stand-up? Stand-up would be fun to get into, but god damn, man. Yeah, I, I don't want to take away from how fucking hard that must be. I honestly don't know so if hard. I could do it. I don't think... Not, Even on yeah, an open mic? Actually, I think that would be harder because like, you don't, you're not known. You don't have like a set that... like. 
you, you, oh. you know what's another thing about so stand-up hard. comedy that I feel like is different from music is like I feel like if you're like a new band, uh, you know, if you're a new band, you're going out there and you know you're just getting your bearings and you're nervous as shit. People aren't like standing there watching you, wanting you to fail. They want you to go up there and do a good job. Yeah, like, you know, they're they're wanting the best for you. But I feel like in the stand-up world, like it's like they don't know you. Suck. Yeah, it's like it's like they're ready to not trust you and like they're. Like you better They're ready be to watch you fucking fail. Oh, like dude, that yeah, I've that, gone that to, is terrifying, bro. I've gone to some open mics here in Nashville at the East Room oh, venue, this yeah. tiny dive venue, and the energy in there is like it's hard to be in there because I'm like I'm nervous as a performer. I'm nervous for that person. I'm like, yes, dude, please be funny, please be good, because like the room is just like like laser focus on them. Yes, dude, you just gotta be funny. Yeah, that, that sucks. I don't. I don't know if I could plan to be funny. There's no sound. It's just the You're sound of your yourself. voice. That's it. There's no drums. There's no lights to distract. There aren't four other dudes to distract. When you're in distract. a band, you, you got a team. Yeah. It's like you you versus, you're winning over the crowd, and then you're mm-hmm. all together. Like yeah. you're by yourself. There's no sound. Music is like, it cuts through tension. Yeah. But like stand-up is like, good way to put it. You. Great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even like uh, I, you know, I did a Ghost Owls tour a few months ago, and I played a couple songs, just me and acoustic guitar. Oh, cool! Pretty nerve wracking. How long was so, the tour? Very different vibe, but even that doesn't compare because you're right. Music does cut through the tension, even yeah. if I'm just standing there with a the fucking guitar. Yeah, there's something about an atmosphere. I think acoustic even is like very special because of like the warmth and it has a percussive element too, so it feels full. Yeah, that was that was my favorite part of the. Of the set every night is when I was up there with acoustic guitar. Yeah, and, and because there isn't, there aren't other distracting sounds happening, you can really just like laser focus in mm-hmm. on the way your voice sounds. That's so true. I feel like my voice was at its best during those songs in the set. As yeah. Well. Do you have any horror stories like being on tour and your voice is shot? Uh, I've had real good luck actually because I, nice. I, I don't, I've like never like smoked or anything. Well, that's um, not luck. That's being smart. <laughs> that, but also not that getting sick. Not luck, but, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I've definitely been. You know, if I get sick and have to sing, it's a little off, and like I can tell. And uh, you know, I think if people look back at like videos, they could probably tell too. I think in the moment, it's not too obvious. You know, I think I, I think I, I'm a pretty good live singer in the moment. Yeah, <laughs> just you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but. That being said, yeah, I, I can tell when things are a little bit off. But as far as like losing my voice and just having a disaster night, there's really only been like uh, maybe like two nights. W- one night in particular that I like for sure remember where I was like, it's gone. Yeah, that's that'd it was, be a, hard. It was a headlining set, and I was sick. Um, but I, w- I actually said something. Um, I could have not said anything because actually it c- started to come back. Yeah, maybe after you warm up. Interestingly enough, like it's it I lost it in the middle of the set and then it came back like a Interesting. song later. Like just like certain stuff that I was hitting in that register for that song just like it was like nope, you're not <laughs> you're not going up you're not going up there today, buddy. Yeah. But then it, but then it came back and then I was able to get up there a little bit for the end of the set, but I actually had said something to the crowd just like, "Hey, uh never had to say this before, but I do believe I've lost my voice." So, um That's wild. We're they gonna, could sing along with you. Yeah, I was like, we're going to get through this. Help me out. Help me out here, honestly. And then that was it. And then uh, and then it kind of came back. And I was like, cool. Now I wish I didn't say all the other bullshit. <laughs> now I'm still like an idiot. Dang it. I could have won that. No, that's cool, though. It's, I think it's cool to be honest with people, too. 
Yeah, I, I think it's a very fine line. I think you got to really be careful on how you do it, though. You don't want to sound defeated. You don't want to sound like you've lost your confidence. Yeah. Like they, they are not going to connect with what you're doing if they feel like you're defeated. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't want to see you on a stage, on a platform being fucking sad. I think it's good, like handling it with like light humor. You know, yeah. like confident, like, hey, we're going to get through this set. I, I lost my voice, but we're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's because they're like, oh, I respect that. Like you're being open with us, but like you're not like, you're not like, pity woe is me or anything that would yeah that's so like that's unattractive and, and like and i'm never mad at those dudes and i know i've been that dude in the past i fucking know it because i just i wear my emotions on my sleeve it's real obvious how i'm feeling um but i've gotten over that with, with time playing shows but yeah i'm not mad at those dudes because i get it like i get that feeling of this sucks because <laughs> yeah. it does but like when you're doing all this like it just takes me and everyone else in the audience just right out of the show. Yeah. Just takes us right out of there. Yep. Just kind of kills the the experience, mm-hmm. the atmosphere. But I think that's just something you learn as you go as a musician. I'm sure you know this even better than yeah. I do. It's just like learning how to handle mistakes on stage can really define whether you're good or great. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Because you're going to make mistakes. You can't, you can't go into performance thinking, I can never mess up live. Like, you're g- just accept it. And then just just work through it, dude. I think fucking up on stage is so fucking funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> I I saw you handle it well too. I saw you you messed up a, like a little lead or something you were playing, and you just like looked at somebody in the crowd and like winked at them or something. Oh uh, yeah, just like I, 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 like that's a great way like, to do it because it's like you know, <laughs> like I look at the person who caught it and been like, we know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like you know it, I know it. I'm not gonna be like, oh gosh, I suck because then it these pulls everybody th- out. Yeah, these people think I got it together, but. Me and you, we're on the yeah, same page. We know I just messed that up. And then, uh, yeah, there's like this one like little bend in, in Song Breach and this guitar solo. It's the one that goes, bend up. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the 24th fret on the highest seventh oh string. And it's like, <laughs> and like when you miss that, it's noticeable. And then and there was there was a day where it's just like, and I just oh, didn't get it. I just killed and, it. And, and I just like look up at the crowd and I'm just like, <laughs> just like kept going it's like yes like you know like four years ago five years ago i would have been so i, I got my shit together four years ago i'd say five years ago or more i've been so sad about that like that would like ruin my annoying yeah like, fucking I had a terrible sense whined about it to the band yeah. and whined about it to people at the table who didn't give a fuck to hear that shit <laughs> yeah like but they like, probably but didn't even notice funny. well it, 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 here's the thing too is like a lot of bands uh have developed in my opinion, a bad habit of not playing their music <laughs> bad and, and like back, backtracking like guitars and stuff. It sucks, yeah. Straight up, again, like the, you know, you, 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 I, I, I know people that do this and here's the thing. I love you. You're great, but stop doing that. My God. Like just play j- your stuff. Hit some bad notes, motherfucker. People want to go up there and see you play music. Like I don't want to watch somebody they're gonna mime f- a bass guitar. Yeah. It's like just don't be afraid to fuck up. Like how else are you gonna like learn to be better? Like it it, it blows my mind. And, and the thing is, like I've made this point for years, and people will be like, "Well, you know, if it's your job, man." And I was like, "No, shut up. Don't <laughs> don't give me the business spiel. Like it's your job. You go out there day in day out. Like no, your job is to play a fucking guitar. Yeah. Like like stop how trying to stop trying it? to be like cocky business boy. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. 
your job is to play a guitar, play your fucking guitar. Mess up, get better. If you drink too much, drink less tomorrow. Yeah. Like be a responsible adult. If you can't play drunk, Seems fucking like a drink cop less. Out, dude. It's a complete cop out. It's, it's bullshit. Like, it's ex- I, I, I hate it so much. There's so much proof out there that you can rock hard and play complicated music. Yeah. And like figure it out. Yeah, just practice. Yes. (laughs) Like it's just it's complete laziness. Yeah, it sucks. It's laziness or like lack of confidence or whatever, but like whatever it is, figure it out. Like there's there's joy in figuring it out. The the figuring out process is a fun part of the process, but but yeah, so I didn't realize how common that was until I talked to you about it recently. Because we had this talk. Yeah. I, That's I, sad. I feel like a lot of bands maybe like get sick of it and like go back to doing it the real way. But um, I would have no fun pretending to play a guitar. No, it's the dumbest thing ever. And, and think like I remember at one point there was like a sense of pride about it from a lot of bands. Like they thought like that was like the more legitimate thing to do. Like that was the more professional <laughs> thing to do. And I was it's like, not a fucking goober. <laughs> just like I'm just like cringing in my seat. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Dude, that makes me crazy. So yeah, so when I hit a bad note or if I see another person on stage like hit a bad note or fuck up, I'm just like, "Oh, yes, that's that good shit." Yeah, real. Like, thank you. Yeah, thank now you, you know for our set is real. Thank you for fucking trying. Thank you for doing your job. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I, I I love those bad notes now cuz it's like uh, you know, look at that Proof one guy in the crowd, and I'm real. like, "Yeah, you see this shit? This is the real shit. This is what you paid for, motherfucker." <laughs> You hear that shit? It sounds terrible. That's right. And they're going to remember that moment. Like, that will probably be something that makes that day stick out to them. Yeah. Is that little connection of you messing up and then making eye contact and making a goofy face. Dude, that, that shit is... That's fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> I love that. There's this one part in one of our songs. It's like one of the biggest moments of our set where the guitar is just ringing out and the drums go... Cuts off and then... Boom, and I did it one time where I just hit the D string. Just that fourth string was like, <laughs> instead of the whole chord. And it was so pathetic sounding. But we were we were all laughing our heads off. It, was, it just killed the whole, like, heavy. Yeah. And everyone knew, so we were just laughing and it was fun. Yeah, just like, you, you just play like you're in your friend's garage and your yeah. friends are watching you. Yeah. Just like, take that approach to it. Yeah, just, like you're just in a room full of, you know, a few hundred, the- <laughs> few thousand of your friends. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, not a few thousand for us. Maybe someday, but yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Another day at the office, right? Right. <laughs> Just kidding. We'd uh, you know, that, that's more on other people's tours. It's <laughs> <laughs> when you're a support band. Yeah, dude. Thanks so much for coming. This is fun. I'm so glad that we got to do this. Uh, where mm-hmm. can people find your stuff? I mean, I'm sure people already know you, but uh, I don't know. Google it, you lazy pieces of crap, dude. Got him <laughs> so hard. Go look for. Just fucking Google me and put on sunglasses. That's what I did. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta, you gotta look at all this rich content. I, I forgot that bullshit was up there. God damn. <laughs> yeah, you gotta like Photoshop some sunglasses on in there. I should have that middle one for sure. That I don't guy, know, dude, that, that looks aggressive. That guy in the middle wears sunglasses. No, that looks like you're standing in the middle of a thunderstorm, ready to clap. That dude in the middle for sure goes into the mall with sunglasses <laughs> on, doesn't take them off. That's so true. And just like asks for sizes. Just fuck. He's just pants shopping and doesn't <laughs> smile. Where's your tightest pants? Dude, yeah. Thanks for coming. Go look for Era. Ghost Atlas. Ghost Atlases. <laughs> Get your atlases, boys and girls. Go go find the music. Yeah, you know where to find it. Yeah. All right, this is so fun. Thank you, dude. You're welcome, dude. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for watching this video. If you like my stuff, consider subscribing to my channel. It would mean a whole lot to me. 
If you'd like your name on all of my work, access to episodes of my podcast early, or bonus episodes of my vlog, head over to patreon.com slash Zachariah Mayfield. You can support me for as little as $3 a month. That's a pretty freaking good deal. Thank you.